Hey guys, it's Tim and this is Pro Wrestling Unlimited as we are here on the 30th of May 2022 to talk about everything. The hair in my mouth. To talk about everything that went down tonight on Monday Night Raw. And as far as Raw does go, kind of thought it was average. If I was voting with you guys in the polls, I probably would say it was just all right. Now, the Rollins promo, I really I really like that with all his quote-unquote AEW references. I don't know why I put them in air quotes. They're legit AEW references. But I thought for the most part, especially for a go-home show, that I thought the show was average. It would say it was all right. A little, I liked it, but it was a little more, I think it was just all right, if I'm going to be completely honest. But with that, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. And Twitter.com forward slash PWUnlimited. Remember, if you are watching on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can help us out by hitting that donate button down below or donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also, remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime, excuse me, I got some hiccups with Amazon Prime. Because remember, take that Amazon account, that Prime account, take that Twitch account, you link them together, bada bing, bada boom, you're Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games, free stuff for games, and it always gives you one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month. And I'd greatly appreciate it if you subscribed right here, Pro Wrestling Unlimited. But on the flip side, if you're watching over on YouTube, you can help us out over there as well with a super chat or a super sticker donation. Remember, all super chats do get read live on the air. Also remember, you can hit that join button down below to become a channel member. As a channel member, you get early access to news, early access to podcast episodes, early access to non-news videos, and so much more like our AEW Double or Nothing graphics package. And coming out this week, our WWE Hell in a Cell video, uh, Hell in a Cell graphics packages as well. Again, you get the Photoshop files for the Double or Nothing graphics package, and for Hell in a Cell, you get both the Photoshop and After Effects files. Hey, it's something we give you that no other wrestling channel on Patreon is gonna be giving you. None of the other the none of these other news channels that have a Patreon are gonna be giving you the same graphics files that they use for their channel and allowing you to use it and maybe in a way monetize and make money off of it as well. But also remember, if you want all that, but in a more easy way, head over to patreon.com forward slash PWUnlimited. Again, that's patreon.com forward slash PWUnlimited. You get everything there. You support us more directly and it's all in one easy to find area. Also, finally, remember to head over to the Epic Game Store. Whether you're buying a new game, buying an old game, or claiming a free game, it's going to ask you if you have code. You have a code, and you do. It's creator code PWUnlimited. Again, that is creator code PWUnlimited. Use that code on the Epic Game Store on your computer, or if you're playing Fortnite, Rocket League, or Fall Guys on your computer, your PlayStation, your Xbox, your Nintendo Switch, or even your mobile device. Use the code PWUnlimited at checkout, and you will be helping us out. 
But with that, we've got Monday Night Raw to talk about. Again, like I stated, I thought it was an all right show. For, for a go-home, could have been better. Uh, average. But with that, Becky Lynch did enter to open the show. She was in a good mood despite her claim that the fans were waiting for her downfall. Some people collected stamps, some people collected friends, but she collected enemies. She knew that she was on track to do just that when she regains the title at Hell in a Cell. She said that the odds were against her, but that was always true, and she always overcame it. Lynch recalled Asuka winning Money in the Bank in 2020 before handing her the title the next night on Raw. Even back then, Lynch had a plan. She knew that she could beat Asuka and thought giving the title to Asuka would mean, well, I'm just going to get it right back when I beat her. One second. I got to send a message. All right. Lynch, or no, Asuka then interrupts. Asuka said that Lynch was still a big-time baby. Lynch tried to interrupt, and Asuka snapped at her in Japanese. Asuka said that nobody was ready for her, and she was going to be the new champion. Out would then come Bianca Belair. Belair didn't want to complain about having to defend the title in a triple threat because she, didn't, or she did her talking in the ring. She had payback ready for Asuka tonight after Asuka kicked her in the face last week. She also threatened to drop Becky Lynch if she got in the way. Lynch tried to take a cheap shot at Belair, which led to a short brawl that ended with Asuka and Belair knocking Lynch out of the ring. Lynch then joined commentary for the next match, which was a non-title match, Belair versus Asuka. And interestingly, Becky was on commentary and dropped a I'm a wizard line at one point. Very interesting. Very, very interesting since Jericho's been using that in AEW. So... As far as this match does go, Bianca Belair versus Asuka, they wrestled back and forth early on before knocking each other out of the ring ahead of a break. Asuka hit a German suplex and a running hip attack following the, following the break for a two count. Belair then got Asuka up for the KOD, but she slipped out. Asuka sold it <clears throat> like she hurt her leg, and Lynch mocked her and called her a baby. Belair went after her, but Asuka caught her with a knee strike for a near fall. Belair countered an, an Asuka lock and hit a glam slam. Asuka tried to cradle, but Belair countered into a cradle of her own and picked up the victory. So with that, basically, Bianca Belair does defeat Asuka here tonight. Lynch then hit the ring immediately after the match and laid out both women. Bulk of the match was pretty good, but odd. Like, it's something felt off, but I'm not sure what it was. Next up, we had a six-man tag team match where this kind of came out of nowhere. Like, Ray and Dominic are involved with Veer. But then all of a sudden tonight, they're just teaming with Ezekiel, which was kind of weird. So the babyfaces worked together to clear the ring early on. Took a triple drop kick to knock Otis out of the ring. However, Gable then shoved Dominic off the middle ropes to the outside as he was, was, I guess you could say, pandering to the crowd. The heels worked over Dominic through a break until Ezekiel made the hot tag. 
He handed out Stinger splashes to Gable and Owens before giving Gable a spinning powerbomb. Otis broke up a cover, so Dominic tried hitting him with a high cross. Otis caught Dominic easily, and Ray took him down with a seated senton. Owens avoided a 619 at one point and tried a super kick, but Ray ducked it, and Gable got super kicked instead. Mysterios then gave Gable a double 619 before Ezekiel hit his finisher, an odd-looking suplex, kind of like a brain buster, but I don't know if we're supposed to be a brain buster. And then he used it to pick up the victory and win the match. The announcers pointed out that Owens inadvertently helped Ezekiel win the match. And Owens was pissed after this. Remember, Owens and Ezekiel at Hell in a Cell this weekend. We then got Cody at the top of the second hour. Cody cut a promo. This was really good. Cody and Seth here, really, really good. The Rhodes received a good reaction. He said that he's always been a big fan of Seth Rollins, and he always saw potential in him. There was another man who saw potential in Rollins as well, the man who raised him. The crowd then chanted for Dusty. Dusty told Cody that Rollins had everything it took to be a generational talent, and he has lived up to the hype. Rhodes learned that he would be getting his second chance at WrestleMania, and it would be against Rollins. He admitted, yes, I was nervous. He couldn't return with a loss. But he was at the top of his game, and now ready to defeat Rollins. Not twice, but three times. He said this has been driving Rollins mad. Rhodes called Rollins a desperate egomaniac, but he also was dangerous himself that hell in a cell would be the biggest challenge of his career and he wanted rollins to know that any respect or self-control he had would be locked outside of the cell rollins will be locked in with somebody who wanted to hurt him seth then interrupted through the crowd rollins said that he didn't like Rhodes. he tried to accept his new version of Rhodes or this new version of Rhodes, but he couldn't take the pandering or the, quote, Cody chants. He hears them when he's trying to sleep. Rollins said that Rose left six years ago, but all because he wasn't enough. Then he and his little friends tried to tear down everything he was building over here. He said that didn't work out for Cody. And now he's back trying to be the hero. Seth said, quote, you don't get to take a sledgehammer to the throne and then try to take that throne from me. Rollins said that at Hell in a Cell, he would end Rhodes, and he would finally wake up from his American nightmare. Rollins began to, to laugh. Rhodes dared Rollins to come to the ring so they could fight right now. Rollins acted like he would do so, but then didn't. So Rhodes went after him. They brawled in the crowd until Rhodes tackled Rollins through the barricade. Rhodes continued the attack until officials ran down to break him up. Crowd started chanting, let them fight. Rhodes went to the back, and Rollins thought, well, it was over. But Rhodes sprinted back down and attacked until the officials broke him up again. There was a loud, this is awesome chant, but I think it was fakely piped in because it didn't sound generic. Like, it sounded generic, and it didn't sound genuine. But I thought this whole segment, from Cody coming out, cutting his promo, Seth's promo, and the brawl, I thought it was all really, 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 really good. I feel like I got a hair in my mouth, but I can't get it out. Something on my tongue. I don't know. But, again, I thought this was 
Maybe the best thing on the show? I mean, I did like Nakamura. Well, for the... For the most part, I liked the Nakamura Riddle Usos match until the lame DQ. But I think overall, that and the Seth Cody stuff were the best stuff on the show. Maybe Seth Cody a little better than that tag match. Just because the DQ kind of took me out of it. Where was I in my notes? Next up, we had Alexa Bliss against Dewdrop. Not much happened here in a three-minute match. Bliss avoided a splash. She kicked Nikki off the apron and landed a twisted Bliss to pick up the victory. Now, interestingly, last week and this week, Cody no or Corey Graves went on about how Bliss doesn't have the same intensity and ruthlessness that she had before she left. He preemptively told Twitter to leave him alone for saying this because he knows what he's talking about. So, inter very interesting that he said that Alexa's toned it down, basically. <clears throat> then we got clips of Lacey Evans. Doing the gentlemen start your engines at the NASCAR race yesterday in Charlotte, North Carolina, the Coca-Cola 600. Boy, was that race wild. Was that race wild. I'm so happy that Chris Buescher is okay. Freaking tire came off the car, got wrapped under the car, which then flipped him upside down, and he went barrel rolling five times across the grass. I'm just, I'm so happy Chris Buescher is okay from that wild wreck. But this is the only... Lacey Evans, we actually saw on the show. They were, as of this morning, still advertising Lacey Evans in her return match. And we didn't get it. We didn't get it on this show. I don't know why. I don't know what happened. But unless I missed something, I didn't see Lacey Evans wrestle on this show. I didn't see Lacey Evans, yeah, do anything. Next up, we had The Miz, Miz TV, and his special guests were The Street Profits. Miz plugged that Miz and Mrs. would be coming back soon, but then was interrupted by the Street Profits. Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins basically told, uh, took the segment over. They said Miz was talking about his show when he should be talking about Hell in a Cell. Dawkins was looking forward to Rhodes versus Rollins and reminded Miz that he lost to Rhodes. Ford was looking forward to the beautiful Bel Air retaining her title as well. They realized that they were being rude to the host so they asked Miz what he thought of Hell in a Cell. He was about to answer, and then they yelled, It doesn't matter what you think! I'm like, oh, cute. Dawkins mocked him. We're still falling for that line after all these years. Miz put his hand up to make them stop talking, but Dawkins gave him a high five instead. I kind of thought that was pretty funny. Miz tried to explain the gesture, but they continued to mock him. What are you talking about, Kay Ballard? She was taller than Daryl Walter. Daryl Walter wasn't even there yesterday. Like, what? Daryl Walter wasn't even... You mean Daryl Wallace? Like, Bubba? But I didn't even see her. I didn't even see Daryl Waltrip on anything yesterday. I don't know what you're saying. Michael Waltrip. She's not no taller than Michael Waltrip. You're full of crap there. I know what you're talking about. And that's called forced perspective. Camera angles. It made her look a little taller. She's not really taller. No. 
Trust me. Michael Waltrip's like one of the tallest guys in NASCAR. And she's not taller than Michael Waltrip at all. Trust me. Lacey Evans is... Hold on, let's look this up. Lacey Evans is what, 5'10"? 5'8". Michael Waltrip's over six foot. Yeah, Michael Waltrip's 6'5", same height as my dad. Lacey's 5'8". I, I have no clue what you're talking about, Kay Ballard. Anyways. Uh, Dana Brooks suddenly appeared while Miz tried to explain, you know, his gesture of shut up and this and that. T-Bar randomly showed up and dropped Akira Tozawa, who was out there as well. Ford then uh, sat up out of his seat and super kicked T-Bar out of the ring, then calmly sat back down. Dawkins did the same and decked Apollo Crews. And at the same time, a bunch of stuff happened before Tamina gave Brooke a Samoan drop to win the 24-7 title. She then kissed Tozawa before he used a backslide to pin her and win the title. I really didn't like this because I thought the 24-7 stuff overshadowed the Miss TV Street Profits stuff, which was nothing anyways. It was like, what was this supposed to accomplish? What is this leading to? It's not like we're going to get Miz and a partner against the Street Profits. This whole segment from the start of Miss TV to the end of the 24-7 stuff was meaningless. Dumb. Made no sense. Uh, Austin Theory joined commentary. Ciampa didn't get an entrance. And we had Mustafa Ali versus Ciampa for three and a half minutes. They said if Mustafa Ali wins, he earns a U.S. title shot. Ciampa was in control until Ali fought back and had an intense suicide dive. As Ali went to the top, Theory yanked him, down, yanked him off the top and attacked him to cause the disqualification. Theory also chucked him into the steel steps. Theory then informed Ali, you're getting your title shot and you're getting it right now. Ciampa then just disappeared. This match lasted a minute and 45 seconds. Theory was putting the boots to Ali after a break, and the announcer said that he was doing this all through the break. The ref asked Ali if he wanted to start the match, and he said yes. For some reason, there was a light CM Punk chant. Theory was in control until Ali nailed a kick and a tornado DDT. However, Theory knocked him off the top again and hit an ATL to pick up the victory. So there we go. Then out would come Adam Pierce. Pierce said, hey, Mr. McMahon's happy that, you know, you gave him the title shot and this and that, but he also wants to see you in a fair fight. So we're going to do a rematch this Sunday at Hell in a Cell. It's going to be you, Austin Theory, defending your title against Mustafa Ali. And I'm like, oh, well, that should be fun. An actual legit, not any bullshit match, hopefully. Man, my foot is still hurting so bad. Like, you guys do not want to see my foot right now. You will be grossed out. Like, almost secondary burned from the sun. So Riddle cut a backstage promo. He thanked everyone for their kind words about Randy. He warned the Usos that he didn't come to Raw alone. Shinsuke Nakamura then said that he had, um, he and Riddle had a common purpose. To bleed the bloodline dry. We then had Riddle and Nakamura against the Usos in a championship contenders match. Match went just shy of 12 and a half minutes. The Usos, Usos worked over Riddle until Nakamura made the tag and got a near fall on a flying knee strike to Jimmy Uso. Jay 
distracted, which allowed Jimmy to hit a super kick. Jay followed this up with a splash, but Riddle broke up the pin. Riddle made a hot tag after a break, and he hit Jay with a suplex and a senton. Nakamura made a blind tag as Riddle fell out of the ring, and he crushed Jay with a Kinsasha as he was setting up for a dive, but Jimmy broke up the cover. Great spot. Riddle hit a few of the Orton moves, like the power slam, before Jimmy hit Riddle with his scooter for a blatant disqualification. He just hit him with a scooter out of nowhere. After the match, the Usos were going to splash Riddle, but Nakamura knocked Jimmy, uh, Jimmy off, and Riddle, Riddle brought down Jay with an avalanche RKO. So yeah, cool. This was a, quote, championship contenders match. So one would assume that since Nakamura and Riddle won, even though it's via disqualification, they should be getting a title shot. One would assume. So let me see if WWE's announced anything on Raw Talk to that notion. says Riddle and Nakamura discussed their chemistry as a tag team in the wake of their match against the undisputed WWE Tag Team Champions the Usos tonight on Raw so they talked to Nakamura and Riddle on Raw Talk but nothing about setting up a tag match for like the pay-per-view or anything um, they show clips of Titus O'Neil at the Indy 500 another great race Kevin Patrick approached Ali in the back. Ali said that he was hurting and he knew the odds were against him, but he planned on walking out of his hometown of Chicago, the United States champion. Theory then attacked him from behind and laid him out. Kind of a little overkill in my opinion. The announcers then ran down the card for Hell in a Cell. Among the matches is a six-person tag that was randomly announced here. Liv Morgan, AJ Styles, and Finn Balor against Rhea Ripley, Edge, and Damian Priest. We then got a Memorial Day video. Liv Morgan then entered at like 10.15 and didn't do anything for 20 minutes. Free Ripley comes out with her new music. Styles and Priest came out at ringside during a break. This match went about 10 minutes. Liv Morgan versus Rhea Ripley. Morgan fired up at one point and hit a flying crossbody to the outside. She went for the oblivion, but Priest held Ripley against the ropes by her pants. Kind of like Edge did last week. Styles went after him to stop him. Morgan kicked out of Ripley's pin attempt and countered a riptide into a cradle to pick up the victory. After the match, Priest attacked Styles and turned his attention to Morgan. Then Balor would run down and tackle Priest. Styles gave him a phenomenal forearm, and then Balor followed this up with the coup de gras. Morgan also wiped out Rhea Ripley with a missile dropkick. Styles, Balor, and Morgan all stood tall. Corey Graves stated he referred to Ripley and Priest as Edge's Saints of a fate, which is an interesting term to use. It says that Edge and, or Edge and Ripley are Edge's saints of fate as far as the, the judgment day does go. About five to six minutes left in the show, and we get our main event segment. It's the contract signing between Bobby Lashley, Omos, and MVP. MVP and Lashley exchanged words before everyone signed the contract and then started yelling at each other to stop talking. MVP said he didn't want to wait for Sunday and Lashley was fine with that. Lashley chucked the table aside before he and Omos both cleared the ring of security. 
Omos and Lashley were about to go at it before Cedric Alexander would hit Lashley with a chop block. Omos would then set up a table in the corner only to be speared through the table himself. Also, right before the spear, Bobby Lashley took out Cedric Alexander with a big-ass spine buster. So, Lashley stands tall after sending Omos to the table. MVP kind of just watched on. At one point, he did jump in and try to beat down Bobby Lashley, but yeah. That's how Raw went off the air. Kind of a little meh for the end segment of the show. Like, who's really going to be waiting around for this contract signing? Like, I don't even want to see the ratings tomorrow because this third hour probably dropped big. Like, yeah, a lot of people probably interested in Liv and Ripley, but it probably dipped off a lot, dipped off a lot after that match. I'm just going to say. But with that, guys, you know what I thought of tonight's Raw. Now it's time to hear what you guys thought of tonight's Monday Night Raw. As far as letting me know, you can put a super chat in the YouTube chat, or you can let me know with a text message to 510-906-1341. Again, that's 510-906-1341. As far as the polls do go, though, with the Twitch poll, 78% liked Raw with 22% thinking it was just all right. As far as the Twitter poll does go, 50% liked Raw, 40% thought it was just all right, and 10% did not like it. And finally, the YouTube poll, 60% liked it, 22% thought it was just all right, and 17% did not like Raw. As far as the text messages do go, let's see, let's see, this person says, with Alexa Bliss winning, oh, with Alexa Bliss on a winning streak, what direction do you think WWE is headed in? Uh, nothing, she'll just keep getting wins, I guess. I don't see anything specific. Um, this person says, hey, Tim, well, tonight, the first time we saw uh, Curtis Axel as a producer on Raw, also do you think Hell in a Cell should be a Raw-only pay-per-view? I don't think they should be doing Raw-only pay-per-views, no. And I do believe this is the first time they had you know, Joe Henning, former Curtis Axel, actually out there as a producer breaking something up. He's been working as a producer for about a month and a half now, but I think this was the first time we saw him actually on the show in a official capacity breaking something up. Uh, this person says, there's a preview of what will happen in the triple threat match for the Raw Women's Championship at Hell in a Cell. Who do you think will have the overall physical and mental edge this Sunday? Well, I don't know about physical and mental edge and trying to get all technical with it, but I'll tell you, my prediction, Bianca retains. That's my prediction. Bianca retains, leading to eventually Bianca versus Becky, either SummerSlam or Clash of the Castle. I would say SummerSlam. This person says, I think Raw did all right tonight. Do you think WWE should bring back six-man tag team championship? How can you bring back titles you've never had? WWE has never had six-man tag team titles, at least not in the modern era that I can, and I don't even think they had it before that. Like, yeah, WWE has never had six-man tag team titles. So not to sound rude or anything, but how the hell can you bring back titles you never had? No, I don't think they should have six-man tag team titles because they don't have enough Groups. They're not AEW where everybody's got to be associated to some sort of a group. Versus says, also, we'll be watching Miz and Mrs. next Monday. Oh, fuck yeah, I will. I love Miz and Mrs. I thoroughly enjoy Miz and Mrs. And yes, 
I will be watching when season three starts next week. But with that, guys, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PW Unlimited. Twitter.com forward slash PW Unlimited. And YouTube.com forward slash PW Unlimited. We'll be live a little bit later on tonight. Twitch.tv forward slash Timmy Buddy playing some games. Not 100% sure what I want to play yet. Maybe we'll do some NASCAR and Fortnite. Maybe we'll jump into Hunt Showdown. I had someone ask if I wanted to play that today. So we'll feel it out once we get the live stream going. But we're going to play games. And see how that all does go. So join me in a little bit later. Twitch.tv forward slash Timmy Buddy. We'll be playing some games there tonight. With that, guys, have a great night. Have a great week. I'll see you next time. Have a good one, guys.